What does it take to get beyond the damage of words? I'm Katrina Collier. Join me each week as I explore what it takes to step into a happier future. My guests are sharing their stories of when they realized that they needed help and what it took to take that first step so that you leave inspired and maybe even start on your own path to self-love, care, compassion, and of course, happiness. So without further ado, let's hear their stories. Ruth Penfold-Brown, thank you so much for joining me on Beyond the Damage of Words, where I really just want to talk about anything that you've been through that's helped you on your healing journey and to inspire other people to take a step. And of course, welcome as a fellow light worker. It's always spreading light everywhere you go, which is so wonderful. So tell me, what led you to take a step into healing? Like what what, what happened? How did you even realize you just needed some help? Yeah. Where did well, it, it all was- start? It was quite a a big, big life-changing moment, right? So I think the truth Mm -hmm. is I didn't realize, as I edged towards towards that path, I didn't realize what was happening. Um, But I was- (laughs) I get that. I had chosen to be in an abusive relationship that I had been in from the age of 19. And from about the age of 27, I started to wake up, but I didn't leave the relationship until I was 30. But what happened was suddenly, uh, actually, my now best friend arrived in my world and loved herself and was living a life that was different. And I thought she was utterly insane, utterly bonkers. I was like, who does somebody love who they are? Who does she think she is, right? (laughs) But her encouragement, her encouragement sort of, you know, there were, there was a series of fortunate events. Like I, I left one job, I went to another job. Suddenly I was surrounded by men at this job who actually loved their wives and treated them well. And I was like, yeah. oh, this isn't what I have. And it kind of, it, it kind of goes in, right? Now yeah, I, yeah, reached, yeah. I reached the point of almost 30 and everything just felt wrong. My body was aching, my I was get, mm-hmm. getting like, I just didn't feel good. I didn't feel good, but I was making it about my career. It's amazing because... how we we create the illness within ourselves. I mean, illness is such a sign exactly that there's right. trauma, isn't there? Exactly right. Exactly right. And so I was, um, I reached that point and I made, was making it though about work because I was working in recruitment yeah. at the time. And I was like, well, I I didn't mean to do this job. I fell into it. That's what doesn't feel good. It's this job. It's this job. So I said to my boss, I said, honestly, I just don't feel good. And he was like, well, um, what you should see my coach. And I was at the time, I mean, this wasn't just a, a, you know, a verbally abusive, controllingly abusive relationship. This was, I was also the sole breadwinner. My ex-husband was accruing debt on my behalf. Um, And so I was in a really deep financial pit. It was, you know, a financial abuse as much as anything else. Right. Yeah. So my, I said to the boss, I was like, I can't, which was all your fault. Of course, it was nothing to do with him. Well, no, 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 but he didn't even care. I mean, it didn't even register. (laughs) It didn't even register. Um, He was just like, have you got another 20 quid? (laughs) Um, Wow. But, um, and of course, the funny thing is, is he, he would have thought so little of you as well, look, because he felt so little of himself that he would have been like, yeah, he would have torn you down a lot for that. Anyway, I'm taking you off point. So no, no, your no, boss talks right. about a coach. 
<laughs> right, yeah. So I'm just analyzing. I said, I said, look, I can't afford a coach. I appreciate you, mm-hmm. um, but I can't afford a coach. And he was like, I'll pay for it. And um, wow. and I saw this coach who was absolutely right smack bang in the middle of spirituality, but she was just no nonsense. And that works for me. I'm a I'm quite a straightforward person, mm. and she asked me the one most powerful question that I will that I will remember to this day in that first session, which was, when was the last time you experienced joy? And I, in the session, said, what are you talking about? I'm a really happy person. You know, I went there to talk about my job and she just kept asking me why oh, I'd yeah. chosen. Like, tell me about <laughs> oh, your Oh, this husband. sounds so familiar. Tell me about this your relationship. This is my story. I fell into it. I right? fell into it as well. You didn't yeah. mean it. I didn't want it. I was yeah. like, no, I'm here to talk I'm about here for work. work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. here to talk about work. Go away. Anyway, so then my, um, but as I left that session, I, by the way, ran away for three months. But that's mm-hmm, that question kept bouncing around inside me. And then, you know, my 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 ex husband had affairs and you know did other things. I mean, we don't need to go into mm-hmm. the de- detail of him. But something else like that was happening, and and I knew. And this time, something about the question. It was like the perfect storm. Something about the question. And this time, I was like, ah. Uh, this is what you're doing. This is the reality. And there was something in that I'd been taken low mm-hmm. enough that I yeah. realized that the pain of staying in this situation was greater mm-hmm. than the pain of leaving it. But I just want to re like leaving it isn't even easy at that moment because you are so indoctrinated into being like it was 12 years I was with this person, right? So yeah. when I left listeners, I left, I left my last 20 pounds for my ex-husband to be able to eat, even though I was leaving him knowing that I had to go. And that like that is how dysfunctional these sorts of mm. dynamics can be. Yeah. Um, and so, because but, it's but that, I managed it's to that leave. feeling of, it's that, I mean, how it, it'd be interesting to hear how you were attracted to that relationship. So I sense there's probably a bit before that, but also yeah. it's their ability to make you feel so utterly worthless. Right. It, right. It's it's extraordinary because it's it's not a quick thing, is it? It goes over time. No, no, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's sort of it's corrosive, right? So you start out yeah. saying, no, that's not right. And then and then they then they kind of get their hooks in and go, well, and suddenly your your reality has Believing shifted. Believing the words, right? Mm. Your reality has shifted. It's the very definition of gaslight, constant gaslighting all constant the time. Constant gaslighting, which means yeah. that you don't know who you are. Like I, at thirty, when I actually yeah. finally left, and I did obviously leave, I did not have a clue who I was. Right? Um, and yeah. to your to to add to your question, yeah, I mean that ultimately in childhood, I learnt I was expecting love to I was a sensitive empathetic child who felt a lot of Mm -hmm. things and I was expecting love in one way and my Mm. my my childhood situation the dynamics at home meant I got that love in a different way right and now I can as an adult I can see that that what was what what the person in was delivering they thought was love Mm. But to me as a child, it didn't feel like love. So yeah. I made that mean that I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. 
I am not worthy, mm-hmm. which then led to yep. a full-blown rebellion in my teens, like like drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, whatever, at the age of- Numbing. Sort of, right, numbing. numbing. And then, at numbing the, that then I stopped all that. Numbing that feeling of lacking self-worth. Yeah, that's it. Then I stopped all that, met my um, ex-husband, and then that—that's basically a different form of numbing. How you got there? That took me yeah. up to the age of thirty. Well, and here was this weird kind of security when you feel you're so unlovable and somebody is apparently loving you, even though they're not loving you. They're like something to cling on to. So that also it. makes it quite hard. Um, you would be very interested in Dr. Elaine Aaron, who is the 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 master. I just won't say that anymore. The expert, that's better, in yeah. uh, highly, high sensitivity. She has Great. written a bo- book about the HSP in love, which I haven't read yet, but I read the highlights and went, oh, yes. We we do have different expectations as a right. highly sensitive person, so you'll mm-hmm. find that quite fascinating. Yeah. Um, so what did you do? So obviously you started with a coach. Yeah. Did you stay with coaching? Was that the thing that got you out of it or did they use a bit of coaching yeah. therapy? Like what was the biggest healing modality where you went, yeah. oh my God, this is going to work. This is making a difference. Yeah. Well, what I would say is. There's out there, isn't there, which is, is exciting. Well, I mean, that that coach kind of got me through the initial like separation pretty much, right? But then yeah. after that, honestly, um, it was the, a gradual awakening and stepping into who I truly am that came in a few different forms. You know, sometimes it yeah. might have been a book. Um, you know, yeah. the, but the, the biggest one of all was um, finding stillness in my body through uh, a mm-hmm. healing modality, um, which is called esoteric healing. Um, it's not quite yeah. like a Reiki type thing, but I saw um, a practitioner for many years. And I say, I mean, she was kind of like a teacher guide, but through my yeah. work with that person who I've recommended many people to over the years, um, I learned how to meditate, which trust me mm. was like taming a wild animal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> and so, I mean, the, the sitting most- Sitting still in your own thoughts is- Right. Can be really tough initially. Yeah. Really but once tough. you can, life-changing. Well, but, and I think once- you get still, like if you're able to get still, that's the mm. moment where you're not running away from yeah. yourself anymore, right? Yeah. Where you're not numbing, where you're not. And then suddenly you start to scrutinize everything in your world. Like, where am I numbing actually? What am I using for yeah. what purpose according to how I'm mm-hmm. feeling? And then, I mean, literally even to this day, I live in a continuous state of audit where I'm like, oh, hang on. There's a bit of numbing creeping in over here with this thing that's creeping Mm -hmm. up okay let's take a step back let's dial that back what does that look like but so honestly the the most life-changing thing within all of that was be has been anything that I have learned that's helped me to learn how to regulate my nervous system which has gone from being like super super high happy to super super low and now it's more of a gentle fluctuation. Now it's more of a gentle yeah, wave, quite right? steady. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I think, but but that actually, gosh, was- that really resonates with my experience as well because I really do. I, it's funny you say that because the the joy of writing this book has been getting it all out of my system and right. and it has been deep healing. But I'd forgotten how much I fluctuated in the extremes. Right. When right. you're self-loathing, you're super high or you're super low. 
Yeah. And actually, as someone who's full of that self-love and care and compassion that I can hear when you talk about yourself, you have. Yeah. It's, it is quite steady. Of course, you get excited and there'll be moments where oh, I'm like, yeah. And other moments where I'm a bit like, oh my God, and you're in floods of tears and then I'm yeah. back in regulated, but they're not huge extremes. No. You're right. It's almost like a gentle undulation, isn't it? Not yeah. these troughs that were. Well, oh and you know how to regulate Thank you yourself. for that reminder. You know how to regulate regulate yourself back in too, right? So if you are yes. like, don't get me wrong, you still have your existential crisis day, uh, you know, where yeah. you're like, uh, but then you're like, hold on, how can I self partner myself better today? What does what yeah. does if I'm giving Ruth the most love in all the world? If she is my ultimate partner, and that's basically how I live, like I am my mm-hmm. ultimate partner. What do I need today? How do I make? How do I need to cherish myself in today in order to weather the storm that I am in? And do you know what I love about that is your your being your ultimate partner makes you self sufficient. Yeah. So I take it when you met Mr. Brown yeah. that he had to be the icing sugar on the top of the. Well, I'm Absolutely. already quite self sufficient. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I don't, I don't like. Oh, this sounds awful. You don't need the man, and and I don't mean that in an awful way. I mean it's like he has to come in as an equal partner. There can't right. be any imbalance. There can't be. No, 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 no. Such a nice exactly. Place to be, isn't it? Well, and I, I would say so. Yes, listeners. I recently, about a year ago, I got married. Um, but it took a decade of being single and figuring out myself to mm. call in the right, the right masculine energy, but also the right man who was sufficiently awake and aware within himself in order Mm -hmm. that we could then embark on this next deeper healing journey together, because true to form, you you generally attract a partner who surfaces elements of unresolved things. So I do think that there is something that, Mm. you know, like there is only, there was only so far that I could have gone on my own in my healing journey. Yeah. There is a beautiful mm-hmm. depth in the journey. Mm-hmm. And no, to your point, no, you don't need a partner, but my goodness, the yes. mirror, if you've got, if you select the right yes. person, the mirror that they sh- shine up for you Provide. Mm-hmm. really helps you both grow bigger, right? And, and yeah. both take up more space in the world than maybe you were because once we are... Even even when we're healing, if you live alone, you kind of, you know, like I, things were great. But- <laughs> yes. Well, actually, this is so true because I've realized on this recent trip I had with Sue Ingram was I was triggering. And of yeah. course, what I realized is by living on my own, I have adapted yes. to not trigger because I avoid situations. And it was like, Ah, that's really interesting. And so, but I, I love the the way you said as well, because I feel, yes, I'm, I always feel like I'll be healing. There'll always be yeah. something cropping up to heal. Yeah. It just becomes less and less and easier to do. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. When And I love the fact you said calling in, because I, I feel I'll be calling in a man, but it's wanting someone yeah. who will be on that journey with you. Right, and I that's think it. that's such a critical part. Yeah. That, because he's going to hold a mirror up to you, but he, she, whoever, they uh, have to be willing to have one held back. Otherwise it can't be a successful partnership. Exactly right. And for somebody like me who has this, who has this great big beating heart, it would very easy, Mm. it would still be easy for my heart being the size it is 
to be <laughs> have less boundaries in a partnership because yes. it won't like uh, mm. my my thing is service right but mm-hmm. what I could see as I arrived in this relationship was these elements of what I'm going to call toxic femininity creeping in and that is where we're yes. giving giving and doing and waiting to be noticed and this is what I work with a lot of women with mm-hmm. in the workplace right it's like yeah um we're giving and we're doing and we're waiting and and actually, whereas he is, he can be way too, like, so think of it like this. If I'm very we, he's very me, yeah. right? So, yeah. and his me um, forces me to have more boundaries and be like, oh, okay, Ish. no, right? Um, and that that's the dance and that's the learning for us both because mm. just because you've realized why you chose something bad before, you don't get mm. to undo it right until you're in a conscious partnership yeah. where you're like oh hang on I could ease something in me wants to do yes. this but I'm gonna say oh no like so for me it's like something in me is wanting yeah. to people please right now uh mm-hmm. no oh that's not right I need to make sure that I yeah. actually say what I feel and this might sound exactly crazy do you I think that's in why people on, do you think you that's say? why people people please? Because I watched your little video about people pleasing. I thought I'm yeah. so glad you brought it up without me having to bring it up. But the do you think that's why people please? Because they're not speaking up and asking for what they want. They just keep hoping if they please everyone, they'll be noticed instead absolutely. of speaking absolutely, absolutely, and yes. just asking. <gasps> Interesting. Interesting. Well, and if we I can be, do, I disagree with people pleasers. I very much believe in firm boundaries. Well, not yeah, firm. Well, they fluctuate a bit. But boundaries boundaries <laughs> but I mean I think I think also though there is a beauty if your predisposition is towards people pleasing no shade because mm. there is a beauty you want to serve right you have a big heart and you yeah. want to serve and you want people to feel good but what happens when we're people pleasing is and we don't know we're doing it it's not conscious it's not deliberate mm-hmm. but we become a bit like a chameleon and that means yes. that we leave we leave our authentic self behind and then that yeah. can be that means that the people that are meeting us aren't really meeting who we really are and we're denying. So we're people-pleasing and we're harming ourselves at the same right. time. Right, 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 right. And then maybe picking up resentments about the fact that they're not noticing totally. that we've done all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and people don't see who you really are either. Right, so yeah. That, yeah. So actually, I'm going to ask you about that and being visible. So this is a huge step for me. I am opening up about everything, all of my spiritual gifts, everything. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I can't believe it's taken me to 52, but I'm doing it. I'm just opening the door. How did you feel? Because you've been beautifully vocal about your healing journey and your trauma yeah. and, you yeah. know, en- encouraging other women. How did you feel? How, what made you speak up? What, what, oh, I don't know. How did you just feel so brave? Yeah. Do you know, I don't, probably question, a bit I like know. where you are, right? <laughs> There was, mm. once you've, once you, if I look at who I was before and what I've been yeah. able to create for myself in my life after, even yes. in the early days, if yeah. uh, knowing how good you're feeling on the inside, I just felt like, my goodness, if just one person reads this post and thinks mm-hmm. about something in their world differently, then then amazing Brilliant. because because yeah. I became aware that that my journey didn't start from one thing it was lots of tiny little tidbits of inspiration yeah. that you kind of almost 
pull in into yourself and then mm. it's not so you're not necessarily aware but there'll be like something that someone says one day and you think huh something that something says maybe a few weeks later and I can literally like I can still tell you those sentences that people said to me that they were just mm -hmm. a flyaway comment that they didn't realize had a huge effect right huge. and so see that's the flip side of the damage of words isn't it it's the power of those words the power of somebody speaking up and saying right. something to you that they have since forgotten and you've gone life-changing moment right powerful right 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 I've and got so goosebumps. Goosebumps. and it, it really does <laughs> like it really is life-changing so I mean yeah. I was I just it almost felt like it wasn't a choice but to share, mm. don't get me wrong, I was still nervous about like tweeting or writing blogs when I started to do it. <laughs> and every time I did it, I'd yeah. go like, oh, I've just said something yeah. really personal. Oh. <laughs> um, um, freak out a little inside. And then, but then as people, and let's just be clear, listeners, I don't have a huge following on anything, but mm. what I do have is people sliding up into my DMs going, that thing that you said, that meant everything to me. And I will yeah. take that any day, right? So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it is, it's sort of I like- what I think, I think it's because I've, I, you know, I fell over last year in the middle of a speaking gig, right? Which I just think is hysterically funny. But I, I, when I was speaking, there were these really young girls in the front row. I'll call them girls because they were probably a bit like on their first job. You know, right. it, they just seem so young to me. And it is that hilarious thing. The older you get, the younger they look. So yeah. they were probably in their early 20s. Yeah. And they were like deers in headlights, like these big eyes while I was talking. And then, of course, I had the ridiculous fall through the wall, which was just so funny. And I just thought in that moment, it's all about how I recover. It's how I get up. It's how they're going to watch me. Yeah. And then I thought, like, all these women, they come up to me and they say, you really inspire me. And I think it's like you. I just walk my authenticity. Yeah. And it was this... They don't understand. They don't know. I was a mess in my 20s and 30s. Right. I was so full of self-hatred. And I thought, I have to speak up. I have to yeah. start talking. Because That's it. I, I look back and I know it's been a 12-year journey for me. It's been a 10-year journey for you. But in a way, it's it happens alongside other stuff. And it's not that hard. I don't feel at any point I've ever no, like, just no, felt no, like no. the world that was falling apart That's while I was it. healing. It's actually quite easy, isn't it? Yeah, no. Well, no, and I would say I'm at 13 years in rising because, I mean, my healing oh, sorry. will continue. I, I, to I my... took some off. <laughs> it will continue all of the rest it of will. my life. <laughs> I want to be on my I want to be on my deathbed knowing I have thrown all the healing I could possibly throw at myself. Yeah. I want to experience it all. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally. it. That's and it. would that be the thing that you would say to listeners is just like to start? Like well, there's nothing so... to be fearful of? Here's the thing. There is probably a very, very quiet voice inside you right now that yeah. knows that you're destined for more, right? There's this quiet yeah. voice that tells you that something in your life, you know that you, you there's something in your cells that tells you that you are destined mm -hmm. to be bigger in some way in this life, right? Whether that's the yeah. relationship that you've chosen, whether that's like whatever it is, like right now, we don't need to solve that, right? Don't try mm -hmm. to swallow the watermelon whole. You can't, like no, this process is emergent, right? But 
just see if you can start to pay a little bit more attention to the signs that are coming from the universe and mm-hmm. start to start to choose just one tiny thing that brings you closer to yourself. So whatever that yeah. is, you know, maybe you go and try a sound bath and see what that does. Maybe oh, you, I try, love those. Yep. you try a yin yoga class and see if you can slow yourself down mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, maybe you don't. Maybe you go to a power yoga class because honestly, my friends, I went in, mm. my stillness came through the <laughs> flames, right? So f- the yeah. only thing I could understand was power and strong and move mm. and grr. And then through that, I learned, yeah. through that practice, I learned how to regulate my nervous system. And that mm. was coupled with the work that I was doing with Sarah Williams, who was the person yeah. that I didn't actually say her name. I must say her name. The meditation yeah. stillness person. And gradually... Yeah the culmination of hearing from her and learning yoga, I was like, oh, I, and gradually my nervous system became more comfortable in stillness. And then I was able to slow down. So don't expect it to come overnight. It's not going to come overnight. Everyone's got a unique emergent healing path, but, you know, just start to say yes. Take yeah, take one step. Take just a tiny little baby step. Yeah. It's it's funny you say that, and and I I often look at my sister, and she won't. She thinks that if we go, she's going to deal with trauma as ripping the band aid off in Pandora's box. And I'm like, it's not. There no. were those, you know, the little micro layers you get on an onion. You know, those like really really thin ones. It's like that. It's like peel 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 peel, and eventually you go, ah, oh, there it is. And then yeah. you peel 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 peel, and it's like it takes time because you've protected time. it, and protected it, and protected it. Yeah, and, so and the brain no is really the brain is really smart. Like sometimes it is yeah. obviously it does get in our way, um, but it it almost it's like it knows when you're ready for the thing that you need to look yeah. at next, right? So yeah. some stuff will just stay buried until you've grown enough within yourself and you've developed your resilience toolkit exactly. in order to be able to withstand whatever it is that your brain is ready to uncover next (laughs) or your body is body is wanting to uncover next who knows you know the body the body really does sounds very much like yeah it really does and I've talked about that because from the trauma that happened to me at three that I have no recollection of but my body spits it back out um but you are you're very much beautifully describing that ego and soul relationship aren't you so well so what is next I know that you're kind of edging out of the, you know, the world I first came across you in, which is the same yeah. world as mine, that TA world. Tell me yeah. about Bloom. Tell me what you're up to. Yeah. Well, so Bloom is really the culmination of my life's work, I would say. It is, um, it started as a sort of six-week leadership accelerator for women. Um, and it takes women on the journey of self-claiming, actually. So who are you really? Um, learning to love and talk about yourself in a way that truly serves you, building your Mm. executive team around you, your own personal executive team, building your presence Mm. in the workplace, bringing your authenticity, helping to build a rhythm that truly supports you in your working week and therefore your life. Oh, I love that. Um, 
But then also looking at how we really evolve as leaders and how we create environments where humans really get to thrive. And I say it started mm. out as a leadership accelerator. It still will be that. But it is also mm. now um, I am about to, in the next few weeks, open it up Ooh. as a community space. So, um, you know, that it's, oh, it's the leadership accelerator, but then it's also the community that runs alongside that. Um, which is a safe space for women to learn and grow and get and things wrong. each other on. Right, exactly. Mm. And I'm not sure. I'm not oh, sure. When... Getting things wrong, I think, is so important. Right. And that's that's fun. That's some of the facade that happens, isn't it, with the not being authentic, is we feel right. we can't make mistakes. And actually, mistakes are where the learning is. Getting it wrong yeah. is where the learning is. That's where the growth is. It's like, Get it wrong. It's fine. Yeah. Learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm that not comes sure. with the self-compassion and the self-care and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was about to say, I'm not sure when this, when this episode will air, but. Um, Absolutely no idea either. So thank you for doing that. Great. <laughs> I'm not pig. sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but we're, uh, I'm, lo- I am launching the community in September 23, 2023 uh, with the first cohort being a community yep. of women in HR and by that I mean Amazing. everybody in HR so really um mm. you know because in particular for that group it there's this sort of um very very difficult place that we find ourselves in because we have yes. all the information within an organization which means that often we're not we're not able to champion our own career we're not able to mm get the title that we want, the salary that we want to elevate ourselves, mm. to, to think that we're so busy focusing on everybody else that we're not focusing on yeah. ourselves and actually how we grow as a leader. And there is also a huge oh, business gain for us stepping into this because, you know, when you've got the people who are creating the human experience in an organization, truly able to bring their authenticity in the, into the workplace then the whole company wins because then we are, we become the fierce, fierce lionesses because it's for women, obviously, lionesses who are protecting <laughs> the humans because we love doing that, but but we've got to protect yeah. ourselves first. I love that. It's quite a switch from how the world of work was when I started out as well. So I love it. Love it. Brilliant. If people would like to know more about you, what is the easiest obviously yeah yeah so I mean I would say find me on LinkedIn um because and don't just follow me invite me to connect because my explain where you heard about Ruth (laughs) yeah but but to my core I think LinkedIn is unfortunately becoming one of those following platforms I I love it when it's a connection platform so say hi like let's we're peers Let's connect, right? So connect with mm-hmm. me there. But if you want to find out more about Bloom, the website is ourtimetobloom.com. Oh, love that. Brilliant. And obviously I love following you on Instagram, to be fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. My Instagram favorite. too, at Ruth Penfold. Hello. Find me there. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I, just, I just love it. I think it's where you actually see people's authentic selves. I think so, <laughs> so too. That's I probably why. That's probably yeah, why. I love it. Oh, Ruth. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. I mean, what a joy to have this conversation with you and so many similarities and a few aha moments. So I can't even begin to imagine how much the audience has learned. So thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Damage of Words. How brave, how vulnerable, all to inspire listeners like you to take a step or inspire others to take a step. 
Imagine what healing we could create if we normalize this conversation. So please pass this on and of course subscribe so we can do just that. Until next time, thank you.